start the podcast time. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, we missed St. Patrick's Day. Um, so, geez, what happened? Catch me up, Andy. A- Indian Wells. What a week, hey? A week out in the desert with, you know, started with all the d- big dogs in there. Fed, yep. Nadal, Djokovic. When we left here last week, we said, uh, Zarev's going to lose to Struff. <laughs> Bang. What a high. Look what happened. <laughs> but, but we also thought that uh, Felix was going to go through and, mm-hmm. you know, Roger and Rafa, we thought would make it through. And Djokovic, but that didn't really unfold as we were expecting. Not exactly, no. I mean, there was still, you know, uh, we had the Federer and Nadal matchup all set, and then, God, they broke our hearts, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, well, I guess Nadal broke our hearts. Saturday night, prime time, mm-hmm. that's what I was coming home to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, Masters 1000 semi final. Clear the schedule. Yep, I was Cancel there. Cancel your appointments. I was there, parked up on the couch. Yep. And no. No. Um, I think it's tough on Nadal, right? How many hard-court matches he plays. You know, we already said mm-hmm. he pulled out of the Alcapuco one the week before. He surprised me how far he made it through the hard courts. And uh, having a tough match against Kakanov there, 6-6, six and six, that's yeah. enough to take it out of you. Right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've sort of said for many years i mean it's it's almost a surprise that he's lasted as long as he has and i get it that with the way that tennis players are taking care of their bodies now and taking care of their nutrition that they're able to play longer into their careers um however nadal is only going to be able to play for so long with the style of game he has had for so many years how physically taxing it is yeah right and you know this is the end of the first hard court season, mm-hmm. if we can say that. Yep. And it's no surprise that at the end of that first hard court season that his body is breaking down. Yeah. What's he? Is he playing Miami? Do you know? Uh, no, he's pulled out. He's pulled out. Yeah. Okay. Miami is there's no one there. Really? <laughs> well, I guess, well, I guess we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. but, but in a minute. Apart but... from that, there was a lot of shocks in the tournament. Cole Schreiber, to me, going out there and beating Kyrgios, going out there and beating Djokovic. And mm. then going out there and losing to Hercares, you're like, wow. But that's a big result. Struve over Zarev, we've talked about Did you about say Hercares? Yeah, I don't know how, how to say it. How do you say it. that? That's <laughs> you know what? I heard somebody say Hercash. Her and cash. I was like, Hercash. That's Her my boy. Hercash. Yeah. Could be pimping again. Yeah. <laughs> and but before you crack into this, have you seen on Reddit, um, there's a tennis subreddit, right? And uh, Radu Albot, the... Uh, yep. Is he Moldo- Romanian or Moldovian? Moldovian? Yep. There is a difference, I Mac- assume. He's not Macedonian, I'll tell you that. Uh, Moldova? Yeah, Moldova. Man, we should research this podcast <laughs> a lot more than we do. <laughs> I feel like it's they're right next to each other. Yeah, MLD. Anyway, um, Reddit loves Radu Elbot. Loves him. And um, I keep saying before every tournament, our boy Radu, hashtagging on Reddit. And I'm like... What's going on? Why is uh what is Radu Elbot? And I, I saw a deep dive into some of these um, threads that are going on and apparently he did an AMA. He's got his own like Reddit handle and he goes on regularly. He's a really nice guy apparently Jeez. and everyone loves him. So it, before every talk, before Indian Wells, it was our boy Radu is in uh, qualifying. Let's get him through. <laughs> People were going to the tournament taking photos, uploading it to Reddit like <laughs> and, and then somebody else there was a different thread, not about Radu. He pops up on it. His name's Radu Elbot, so you know it's him. Yeah. And he's commenting on on, oh, on just geez. random random tennis things on on this. Really, he, everybody loves him. Part of the community. Yeah, he's part of the community. Wow. I see. 
I would love to see that type of stuff more. Yeah. Right? Like players interacting with the public or however you'd like to put it like that. Exactly. Being a little bit more open with their personalities. Yep. You know, whether it be through trash talking or something else. Yep. And uh, I think that's awesome. It is. It's fantastic. And there was already a thread today just about him in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yes, let's get Radu in there. And it's not a he's not a popular guy, right? No, like no, you know. Not yet, but I tell you what, the tennis community, especially on Reddit, is into him. They wow. love him. They're See. all in. So I, get him through. I mean, I'd love to watch a Netflix show. One of my favorite tennis things I've ever watched is called The Journeyman. And mm-hmm. it's two guys, one of them beats Sampras on grass and they're going around the world playing tennis. And yep. one of them's a doubles player and you know, it's well, a it's a background of what it's like on the circuit. Yep. You know, these guys are out there with women and drinking and yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the limited. background stuff. There's so much. It's to so it much that you wouldn't even know about. And you know? you know, it gives us another insight to what these players are like. Probably the same reason why people are flocking to this radio album. Yep. Right? I mean, you, you sort of if if you make yourself. I mean, look, with social media the way it is, people are a lot more accessible than they were in the old days. We know a lot more about Federer than we did about Sampras. We know more about Sampras than we did about McEnroe. And keep going yeah. back as far as you want. So when a player like Radu, who is, you know, he's sort of between 50 and 100, he's sort of breaking through, but he's not a, a household name yet, by making himself accessible... And also, this is the key, being a super nice guy and being able to relate to fans and all that kind of stuff, you know, it, it serves them well. I think it's awesome. No, I've got to go fantastic. for a bit of a deep dive now. Yeah, man. She Check out our, our boy Radu. <laughs> our <laughs> that boy might be Radu. the hashtag of the, the title of this episode. <laughs> our boy Radu. <laughs> yeah. But what else? Your boy Mivdev. Yeah, he struggled he's, there, he's right? struggling. Krajinovic or Krajinovic. Well, can, can I just say, though, before you crack into that, I've been touting Kachinov since last year's Wimbledon and he's been struggling this year struggling this year until this tournament I know so like we're picking the right players just not the right weeks just not the right weeks <laughs> that's right and that's the hard bit right we were yep. giving you these players to follow and it's tough out there guys tennis is not week in week no, out right? it's tough you gotta build a whole season yeah like Medvedev's had a great year and he lost to Greenovic who came mm-hmm. through qualifying and is now back up top 100 who uh, performed really well by the way yeah it, the People are probably going to look at that on paper and say, that's a bad loss. That's a bad call. Krahinovic, we've also been touting him. I've been touting him. He's good. Yeah, you gave me the eye roll last week when I picked both of those matches, and and they were both straight sets matches. I do have an ominous eye roll. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the final match to me that was a bit of a shock was Sapo Shapo Mm -hmm. over Silich. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, we, we neither of us picked that one. No, we picked Silich to beat him pretty handily, mm-hmm. like six and four or five and four. Yep. And and then I would and then I would have picked Chapo to win the next one. Yeah, he lost it. He lost it's, it. It's just it's frustrating to her cash. To her cash. <laughs> boy, her cash. But I think that was a. I mean, it was a really good tournament for Chapo. It was a top yep. tournament for all the Canadians. Look at Roundish making the it final. Uh, sorry, semi final, nearly beating team in three, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know. Shapo, Felix, Raonic, and Bianca. Bianca. I guess that's a good segue into Andreescu. What a what a tournament. What a tournament. Making her way all the way through to mm-hmm. the final. and Through qualifying? Or did she get a wild card? She get a wild card. She got a wild card, sorry. Yeah. And she went through, and she lost the first round. She went three sets, and then she didn't drop a set again until the semi. Yep. What a match against Magruza. Beating someone like mm-hmm. that, love and one. Is um, I mean, is that, she dismantled is that, her. Is that Tank? Tank City? I don't know. Tank Alert? Yeah. Uh, 
I'm normally one to say that, yeah. but <laughs> Owen one, you've got to Owen ask some one. questions. Owen one, you don't know, you? we used to say in college, can you make it respectable in a set? You know, exactly. if you lose one, you better go out to get three. Make it respectable. That's exactly but, right. You know, you don't want to lose less than two. No, if you can get to three in any set, that's a break. You could say it's a You're break. Happy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's just, it was only a break, in it. Yeah. it was nothing but deuces. <laughs> I was in it the whole way through. There you went. <laughs> What a tournament she had! She's now up to twenty four in the world, Bianca. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a what a skyrocket from lost, from nowhere. She's lost three times this year, outside the top one hundred and fifty at the start of the year, Andy. Now she's twenty four. Amazing! And I only just had my birthday. It's March eighteenth. For God's sake, <laughs> what, a, what a rise! She's set for the year. I think she's set for the rest of the year, right? Uh, Probably set for the rest of her life, to be honest. What well, was the payday in any world? It was over a million. It was over a million. Yep. Yeah, she's um. Very, very talented, isn't she? She's a hard worker, and by the looks of things, can mix up her game more than most ladies we tend to see on the circuit now. Yep. The use of spin, touch, drop shots, and the willingness to play inside the baseline for a female is something that's been lacking, and I really like to see that. She doesn't appear to have any weaknesses either. Sometimes you see women play and you think, oh, that's going to get found out, but... Not yeah. with her. She's she's strong. She's agile. Like she looks really good. We we had we did a podcast about her maybe six weeks ago uh, and said, look, let's just temper our expectations because we don't want to give her the Eugenie hug of expectation that Canadians do with Canadian players. We hear so often about, um, especially last year, Denis Shapovalov. Why is he having such a bad year? He's top 25. It's not bad yet. What kind of a year do yeah. you want? <laughs> what do you want him to do? You know, and That means I'm, that he's an NFL starting quarterback. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and same, same with Felix. We're going to hear that about Felix because, look, he's 18 years old. He's going to continue to be, you know, very good one week, very poor the next week. He's very good right well, now, but it's not going to continue. You know, he lost... He lost the first set in qualifying this week for Miami today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for someone who who did so well there last week and beat a Sitsi pass straight sets, you wouldn't expect him to go out there and drop a set in qualifying. Yeah. Um, just shows how human he is. And mm-hmm. when you're younger and coming on through, players are going to work out how to play against you. And that's going to be the interesting phase that Shapovalov and, and they're all going through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and like we said, I mean, so many players are breaking through at 23, 24, 25 years old now. We've got a lot of time to see these oh, players. Let them let them develop. Let them develop. I think that was what was interesting about Andrescu's coach. As, she, as he said, uh, at the end of last year when she was coming back off injury, she dropped outside top 250. Uh, instead of going back and playing some larger tournaments to play the better players, only win a match or two here or there, she went and played a heap of challenges. And mm-hmm. she, she won a lot of points. And, and had time on court. And and to me, time on court and confidence building, especially when you're playing matches, is so important, mm-hmm. right? When you're training, you can work on things, but when you're playing in tournaments, you need to get that roll on and feel confident when you step out on court that you're going to deliver. Absolutely. I mean, and like you said, she's only had, was it three losses? Three you? losses this year. You know, she's up and she's getting close to 30 wins and three losses. No, that's outstanding. <laughs> you know, she had to come through qualifying at Auckland, and then she had to come through qualifying at the Aussie Open, and from there on, she hasn't really been losing. And to come out there and you know beat Magruza, beat Slavitalina in three sets, which was a tough match, mm-hmm. and then go out there and beat Kerber in three sets was awesome. Yeah, and let's sort of just be 
a voice of reason, perhaps, for the people that are like, oh, man, she's, you know, she's going to win French Open. Look, she, she, I think fourth round would be a fantastic French Open. Yeah. We're probably going to hear of a lot of people saying she's going to make the quarters, going to make the semis. It's like, okay, well, look, that would be fantastic. We'll be the first to say it. But let's not expect that from this 18-year-old no. girl just yet. Well, you know, 12 months ago, Gareth and I, we were in Toronto doing a tennis coaching course. And she was training next to us and didn't think too much. No. You no. know. And I, uh, see, I remember saying to you at the time, like, it's not too she, she's, not, she's not making a shot in the court. No. no. You know, and she is a heavy, she's got heavy set gear, you know, thick mm-hmm. legs on her, very strong. And, you know, to say we weren't impressed is, is probably the right words. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. and, and to see how how far that swung around mm. in you know a few months coming back off injury is is great and i guess it's a testament to the fact that her and her um coaching team knew exactly what they were doing too because they had her in one spot they were working on one particular shot i believe it was like transition ball forehands and you know she was missing a lot of them but when you're training, you, yeah. you have to miss a lot to it's, make a lot. I mean, that's, that's how you learn. There was specifics that yes. she was working on. Yep, that's it's right. not just going out there and hitting cross-court forehands. There's a specific thing that she was working on. And, you know, I think you said it right. Having the right team around you like she had was, or still does, is very mm. important. Absolutely. So so good on you, Banker. Yeah, you go. Good winning, job. Winning. Good on Team Canada. I mean, last week's uh, episode was entitled Oh Canada. And rightfully so, you know, we saw a lot of good performances from Canadian players this week. Heck yeah. I mean, Felix, that was a match against Nishioka. 5-1 down the third, come back, 5-3 up in the breaker, struggle there. Yep. You know, that's tennis. that's tennis. Ups and downs, ups and downs in momentum. Yep. And uh, to me, showing the mental toughness to come back from 5-1 is something that you can really, you know, look forward to in the future. Absolutely. So as we alluded to, Andy, um, Miami qualifying has begun. Yeah. What, who do you, who do you like in Miami coming up? Well, oh. What are your thoughts? I would like to go with Zarev. <laughs> now, <laughs> last week I picked. I a... laugh because uh, <laughs> Andy is not Zverev's uh, number one fan. Not at all. Uh, he's got the second seed. Yes, he does. Uh, I think he's got a decent draw. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. You know, he lost in the semis of Alcapulco. He lost third round there in Indian Wells. Get the chance to get away from everyone else. Week early. Mm-hmm. No Fed, no Nadal. Djokovic top half the draw. I think you've got a... I mean, can these I, are the I, type of I draws, just say, right? His first round match doesn't look to be a given. And I'll, and let me just elaborate on that. So, Zverev plays the winner of Sam Querrey and David Freer. Yep. Tough. I don't like either of those matches for no. Alexander Zverev. And not in the first round. Query, Query hasn't gotten going in about six months, but when he gets going, he is really hard to beat. He is. Especially in America. These Americans, you know, Isner, Query, you know, TFO, they're all very, very tough to beat in North America. At home. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's really important. This week, they're playing in Miami. Mm-hmm. The USDA National Training Center is in Orlando, five, six hours up the road. IMG's based a couple of hours up the road, and now IMG has a second spot right there at Hard Rock Stadium where the tournament's going to be. Okay. Um, 
Now, Hard Rock Stadium is not a tennis stadium, Gareth. It's where the like, Dolphins play. Like, it's in the Hard Rock Cafe Stadium. Hard Rock, that's it. The cafe or casino, whatever oh, you would like to be. All right, all right. Um, the Hard Rock Cafe is, is sponsoring the Miami Dolphin Stadium. And they've just built, uh, or they've put in two, two tennis courts, I think, there on the middle of the stadium. And they've okay. got a couple of courts on the outside there. And IMG is, is going to build a full-on tennis academy there to supplement their one in Bradenton. Really? Yeah. So wow, it's going to be very interesting, you know, for the next progression there in Miami, especially considering where they were at in uh, Keeper Stain Can- in Crandon Park. Um, little upgrades to that old facility, so a new facility. It's it's great to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm really excited to see how that looks on TV. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah. You know, the blue stadium, uh, the blue seating from the Dolphins, and it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other sort of uh, picks, or what do you what do you got? Who you got going through there? Going through the draw is interesting. I like uh, as a pick, Hubert Pierre Hughes Hubert over Krahinovic. I think Krahinovic did his dust in last week. We just we just talked about how good Krahinovic is, and now you're sending him up the river. Yeah. In the first round. Yep. I think Pierre Hughes Hubert's got it. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking everyone, but he was a lucky loser last week, Krahinovic too, right? So he was quite lucky to get through. Uh, I like Shroof to get through against a qualifier and then beat Schwartzman and have a good game with Medvedev. Um, I think Shroof's playing really top tennis this year. Good yep. singles. He's had some really solid doubles results playing with Ben McLaughlin. And uh, to me, it was nice to see him beat Sarev last week. But anyone else there? Kyrgios Nishikori, that's a good matchup, Gareth. Yeah. Your boy Bashlashvili versus uh, Monfils. That's a marquee matchup. You know what? I'm... Basilashvili is on a little bit of a downturn, and Monfils's star is rising. God. I mean, how good is he playing this he's, year? Yeah, and he's he's smashing people, smashing people. Like I, I mean, it's, is it is it the girlfriend effect? I mean, she's winning too. Yeah, that's what right? I mean. Like, that's what I'm saying. She, she's she's like, look, dude, you're 32 years old. You got to get your shit together. Now's the time. Yeah, I'm not going to date a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like. I got you. I got you. I got you, fam. Yeah, and the first four months has been incredible. I mean, beating everyone. She was, I mean, and it's cool just to see him in the box mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know. I hope well, so. He's, well, he's probably unable to find uh, women's tennis on TSN, so he's got to be at the stadium watching it. Right? And congratulations, Tennis Canada. About time. People said today that they streamed the match on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. You know, it was on, uh, I, I forget what it's called. It's DAZN. I don't DAZN. know. DAZN. Is that yeah. what it's called? DAZN? Yeah, DAZN, the new network. I'm 35, guys. I don't know. It's the new, this, it's this new, new sports vernacular. one. Yeah, it's, new uh, sports network. They put it live on their Twitter feed, um, and Tennis Canada helped set that up. Wow. Yeah. So good. the final was on that. So it's probably uh, prudent for the casual WTA observers out there to follow DAZN. DAZN. Yeah. On Twitter. They, uh, on Twitter. It's interesting. They, they paid Canelo Alvarez out for a boxing contract and they made him the highest, it was the highest paid sports contract ever. Wow. Yeah, and you haven't heard of them? No. Exactly. Like, who? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's the guy, uh, I'm not sure. Well, look, t- tell the people how you watch sporting I, I watch all my sporting events uh, through Bet365. Bet three six one, and you've said to me that it's like the, the clearest. It's clear. It's, it streams on you time, can watch point any, by anything point. You want. Finn Turney is a boy from New Zealand. I played yep. ITF Swift. Yep. Um, he's playing an ITF last week in Portugal, 
he made the semi-finals and i was able to watch a few of those matches live streamed this is a fifteen thousand dollar futures in portugal where no one else is watching but somehow i've got a camera screen on on my computer and i can watch this match i assume you can watch wta wta atp any, any almost any sport apart from football by the seams but you know you can just go like through what different, kind of like nfl pick, football oh, but, NFL. but you can watch yeah i can watch almost anything and you know for me, Bet365. Bet365. I watch everything through there. That's your ticket. Dude. Yeah. It's the way to go. Speaking of uh, Bet365, the uh, March Madness is coming up. Oh, degenerates I, are here. I, I love March Madness so much. <laughs> I just, it makes me so happy. I filled out my bracket today. Um, and, you know. We, we, Who you got? Well. Were you going to tell me? I guess <laughs> hide, I, your, hide your picks. <laughs> well, I, guess, I guess I can tell you. Why not? Um, well, I mean, this is liable to change. But right now, it's the Zion effect, Andy. Zion. I got I got Duke. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yep. Um, I mean, he, he's he's a once in a generation kind of player. I'm excited to really you know deep dive watch him through this tournament, and you know, uh, since I want to see the best players play, I want to see Duke. Oh, and I got Duke going through. Why not? Yeah. I mean, surely you've made it once your once your names are one name. If, if right? people know you by one name. Yeah, Rafa, Roger. Michael, Madonna, Mad- oh, damn, <laughs> Kobe, RuPaul, RuPaul, is that one name? That's one. <laughs> but Zion, there we Zion. go, right? Yeah, let's get back to sport. Yeah, back to I've, sport. I've gone into a weird yeah. zone here. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw out a couple of picks here. So I've got uh, in the Midwest region. That seems to be the marquee region of the of the four. Um, I've got Auburn and Iowa State to really make some waves. I'm not going to say how far they're going to get, but they're going to go far. Damn. So put some money on them. Um, another pick, number 12, Murray State over five Marquette. That's 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 your 12 pick. Every year there's a 12 pick that gets through. Yeah, Marquette. That's the one. And here is my... One over big, 16? My big... 16 over one? I'm not going to go a 16. Oh. But I do have a 14 over a three, Andy. I've got Yale, winner of the Ivy League conference, over LSU. The reason being, Andy, is that Will Wade, the LSU coach, he's uh, suspended indefinitely um, after a wiretap caught him discussing potential player payments for attending the school. So they were without him for their conference tournament, lost first round. Wow. Yeah. Heard it here first, guys. Yale over LSU. It's a bit of study in there, Gareth. Look, I study more for this you know? than I did for my SATs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that time of year, though, whenever you're going to hear an analyst or whoever say, and them boys, I turn them out. So what I mean by this is you have some analyst on TV saying, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I like Jim Bayheim and those boys. Now, that means that you know no one of the team. You all you know like, is the coach. You like the coach, yeah. <laughs> I like Coach Krzyzewski and those boys. I like Zion and yep. them boys. Yep. that's that, right. <laughs> that is the... I'll turn them off. Yep. <laughs> that's, uh, but I'm excited. March Madness is here. It's a... Uh, I'm with you. Coach K, Zion, all the way, right? I mean, as long Zion. as he doesn't blow out a foot... I mean, Gonzaga, they got them earlier on the year at Malvey Invitational. Yep. North Carolina got them twice this year. One time without Zion, one time when he was there. Uh, There's a handful of teams to like. There's probably six teams that could win it. You know, why L- not? LSU academic scandal. Uh, sorry, paying players. God, that's funny. 
It's, yeah. Well, and then the the other teams like Yale is under a scandal. Uh, Yale's under a scandal but, for taking, but not for not the not for academic, no. uh, not for not for basketball, not for basketball. It's um, I mean they're paying, they're literally getting paid to take players <laughs> for different sports. You yeah, know, USC's and the likes. That's a different it's pretty, story. Pretty corrupt. Very. I mean, yeah, American America or American sports. Either way, is you know, it's sad that if you've got money, you can almost do whatever you want. Well, yeah. You've, you've, got, is, you've look, got a fast track. I agree track. with you, it's sad, but it's almost... It's uh, life. Did, uh, are you surprised? Are you surprised that the, you know... But I can... Aunt Becky from Full House is getting her kid into USC? Yeah. I'm not shocked. I'm not either, but it wouldn't happen I'm sure. She, I'm sure she's really grateful for the opportunity. The daughter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably not just partying and on, you know, trying to be an Instagram influencer. That's yeah, probably not what she's nah, doing. Nah, not at all. In- Instagram, Instagram influencer. It sounds like my type of path. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why not? I, I would have loved to go to USC. That film school. Oh, forget oh, about man. it. Play some tennis. Boom. That's yeah. my dream. With all the celebs, right? But I got offered Rockhurst in Kansas City. Look, it was a great time, but <laughs> USC would have been my number one pick. Let's be honest. Definitely. I would have photoshopped some pictures if that had got me in. Yeah. <laughs> would have helped you get in. That and a bit of cash on the side. Yeah. Uh, oh. I guess we'll we'll wrap this up with uh, um, just a nod to the events that took place in Christchurch, New Zealand this week, Andy. Pretty yeah. uh, pretty shocking stuff. Yeah, sad stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we, we're from a country where we don't have many shootings, and if it does, it makes the news. Absolutely. You know, and to have a, a terror attack happen in our country is, um, it's sad. Not surprised it's from an Aussie, though, are we? <laughs> Can we laugh? Am I allowed to laugh at that? No, it's too soon. It's too soon. My but apologies. but um, I think it it puts a bad look on us mm-hmm. as Kiwis, and um, I hope that in the in the coming months and years that that we can do more as a country. We we try to be a melting pot in New Zealand. We let most people in, refugees. Mm-hmm. Most people that were in there were refugees. Yeah, exactly. You know, leaving war torn countries to come in, be it a safe country like New Zealand. Yeah, and. Um, I'm very impressed with uh, our Prime Minister's response, um, sort of saying, obviously our gun laws need to change. Every time there's a mass shooting in America, unfortunately, nothing really happens. Nothing really changes. It's money going both ways. People are against you either way. And I'll be honest, I had no idea. I had no idea that um, our gun laws were as loose as they are. I, I thought we had really strict gun laws. Yeah. Uh, so did I. I'd, I'd, I've never seen a gun in New Zealand. You know, uh-huh. I've never seen a handgun. Our police don't carry guns. It's, it's It was a complete surprise to me that somebody could get semi-automatic weapons anyway. Yeah. I and think, I'm, I'm appalled by it. I think that's the bit, right? Like, growing up in a household with guns, I was. And um, so, you know, most of my friends that grew up on farms, they would have guns around too. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of guns are we talking about, though? A twenty-two, maybe a shotgun. Not something that you can chuck a clip in and yeah. then unload a clip. And that's the difference, right? Like, there's sort of taking care of rabbits on a farm, and there's going into a mosque and killing fifty people. That's right. What do you need to shoot off ten rounds in a second? Yeah, that's it's dangerous, and you know, there's only one reason why you're doing that. Mm. And I've really enjoyed uh, the responses from a couple of New Zealand farmers that have handed in their semi-automatic weapons to um, police officers and said look I don't want to be a part of the problem you know obviously this is more convenient for me on a farm but just because it's more convenient for me doesn't mean that we should have these tragedies in our country no and that's what a great response that is that's so true yeah you know uh, I think 
the processes that we have in place now to get a gun seems far too easy mm-hmm. they had the guy who uh who owns the company that who brought the guns his guy brought the guns from and you know he's like yeah he's not even in new zealand how on earth was he able to buy a gun i know in new zealand crazy and it's like me being able to buy a gun here i, I hope i can't no i don't know if i can but well, canadian tire if you go right like yeah, i like, guess so i mean it's it seems easier here than it would be in new zealand because you know so. like I don't know the gun stores in town in New Zealand, well, in Hamilton, mm. but uh, I can tell you Canadian die and get one here. Yeah, seems, I know, I know. Seems easier. Um, I just think it's it's great how, I, I don't know if it's great, it's probably the wrong word, but in a way I'm pleased it wasn't a Muslim doing the attack. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. Like. I'm not going to say we come from we come from a, a country that's a melting pot, but not all of us are progressive, progressive, no. and like that. And when this happens, you're starting to see that people mm. are changing, you yeah. know, um, which is it's all I want to say. Everything see. I've seen from my family and friends back home has been outpouring of support for the Muslim community, which is what you'd expect, but it's not always what you see in no, these and, situations. And it wouldn't have been that way. 15 years ago mm. 10 years ago maybe yeah. um, I guess uh, what I'm sort of thinking about is let's say the immigrant who did this it was a guy who came from Australia he did this terrible you know mass murder what if he had to come from Syria exactly what would be happening in New Zealand right now would we be saying no Middle Eastern countries are able to immigrate to this country we're not going to take any refugees yeah. You know, but since it's Australia, it's like, oh well, you know. What are you meant to do? What are you meant? What are you going to do? Yeah. And look, I'm not, it's it, it is what I mean. And look, I'm not saying I'm advocating for shutting down the border to Australians. That's not the case. <laughs> but it's like let's just be sensible in our immigration strategies in general. We don't have to react like that because somebody who does not represent that population does a stupid fucking That's thing. That's right. It's true, and yeah, I find. It's a tough. It's a tough topic. Mm, let alone is. like, you know, sounding xenophobic in a way, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to let you in my country, you know. And you know, as I say, we're not that type of people in our country. We're more of a melting pot and being very inclusive, especially to refugees leaving those type of places. Yeah, I'm um, very proud to be from a country and live in a country that is very open with its refugees and with its immigration. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we oh, man, of us would be here if it wasn't I'm an immigrant that. here. Yeah, exactly. Know? I'm just not Muslim and I'm a white guy. People wouldn't notice. Right? Exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm glad that our government has taken the steps to um, further make gun control a reality in New Zealand because clearly semi-automatic weapons uh useful on a farm but have the potential to cause so so much damage and it's not worth it no no way sad then should we end on that somber note tough one i eh? have to fill up my glass it's a little bit more jack (laughs) (laughs) um okay so we will come back uh to recap miami find us on itunes and stitcher if you want to discuss a certain topic reach out on youtube instagram and twitter we are two guys talk tennis and apparently gun control. Hey, yo, we're branching uh, out. <laughs> so next week, next, next week, we'll be talking about the Catholic Church. <laughs> uh, if you like the cut of our gym, please subscribe, rate, and share. Peace out, everybody.